Uh, welcome to Who Cares About Men's Health. It's a Men's Health Essentials episode. A weak stream. Is that something that you should have a doctor look at? That's what we're going to talk about. My name is Scott Singpill. I am the manager of the scoperadio.com. I am the, uh, I, I provide the BS. That's what I do. Um, the, the MD to my BS is Dr. Troy Madsen. Hey, Scott, it's me. And I have to say, I am so excited to be joining you today on the number two rated podcast in the world. Oh men's what? Health Podcast. Let me clarify that. The number two rated men's health podcast in the world. It's my honor to be here. Tell me about that. What, what number number two? <laughs> we are number two. I did a search. I was just like searched on Google top men's health podcast. The first site that came up ranks them by, you know, multiple factors. We are number two oh. behind men's health magazines podcast. It's pretty cool. Oh, wow. All right. Well, yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's <laughs> that's cool or if that's more pressure. Uh, and joining us, uh, as always, producer Mitch is in the mix. Hey there. And uh, going to help us with our weak streams. If any of us have weak streams, I think I might have a weak stream. I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, urologist, Dr. John Smith, welcome. Hey, thank you. Uh, so uh, weak stream. Hey, uh, Troy or Mitch, how's your stream? Everything okay with the stream? You, you feeling pretty good about it? You know, the, the problem with the question about the stream, Scott, is I don't know what to compare to. Like, should I be sure. looking at guys in the airport, right? you know, when they have the yeah. urinals without the without the barrier there and just look at their stream? I, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> or, my stream's good. Yeah. Or <laughs> sometimes you listen and it's like, oh, my gosh, what's that about a gallon a minute coming out of oh, there? Oh, yeah. Some guys are just like, wow, it's like, a yeah, it's something else. But uh, I feel like I've got a good, strong stream, but I don't know. All right, Mitch, do you want to comment or do you want to abstain? Yeah, oh, no, no, it's I, I know for a fact that I have an average or above average strain <laughs> because I've actually talked to a urologist. So. Oh, you have? Yes, I have. Oh, well, this is all... very concerned. And you've measured it? They measured it. It's they not like I it. measured it myself. There was a science wow. to it that I'm yeah. sure Dr. Smith will be able to tell us all about. Cool. So you objectively yeah. know you've got a good stream, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can't get like pull up the graph. You guys might find that interesting or not. Wow. Or gross. I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, Dr. Smith. So that's what we're here to talk about. I, I feel like um, perhaps as I've aged, maybe I've lost a little stream power. Maybe like, I, I don't know. It, it kind of varies. Like some days I'm like, huh, this isn't coming out very fast. And then other days things seem to fi be fine. So we're going to get into all of that. First of all, is stream something that we should be worried about as guys? I think you should be at some point. Um, I usually ask gentlemen about their stream and I ask them, do you hit the back of the bowl, the middle of the bowl, the front of the bowl or your shoes? And I think if you're a front of the bowl or shoes guy, we definitely should be having a conversation. <laughs> okay. Is that, has that been proven by research, that little method that you just told us about? It's anecdotal, but it gives me a lot of information right up front without having them have to put them on a machine like Mitch. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you're saying that for some men, like full force, they're hitting their shoes. Well, it, they shouldn't hit their shoes. That usually means they've got a problem. Yeah. And is this, is this, uh, they're trying to actually actively push out or should the, the urine just kind of be coming out? Is that how you would measure, you know, the, the ideal stream measurement? I'll answer that with talking about Mitch's machine. Yeah. Um, okay. So we do have a machine. Uh, it's called a Euroflotometer. Sounds really, really cool. Um, we shorten it to Euroflow just to make okay. things easier. Um, 
And uh, they actually have one of these that you can get at home now. There's a, a company um, where you can you can get one of these at home. It's called the Stream DX, and your doctor could actually send one home with you. What this machine does is when you urinate, it takes the amount of urine that you're putting out over time, and then it'll also kind of show us if you're actually straining to urinate and you're using kind of your abdominal muscles to urinate because you really shouldn't need to do that. Um, you should be able to just open things up and, and let things go. Uh, and some men notice as they age, they have to push a little bit more. The urine stream is not as strong as it used to be. Uh, some younger men may notice that they had an abrupt change in their stream, and those can both be issues that uh, need a little bit of attention. Is it normally an abrupt change, or is it over time, or is it both, really? So depending on what's going on, the the thing that is the problem uh, depends on whether it's more of a sudden thing. So an abrupt change in stream is something where you want to get it checked out because it could be a narrowing of the urine channel or the urethra anywhere from the bladder all the way down. Uh, and that usually happens in a rather quick fashion. And that's something that can cause a problem, uh, can be a urethral stricture, uh, is usually the most common thing that we see uh, in younger men who come in with an abrupt change in their stream. And that's a narrowing in the urine channel uh, as result of a traumatic event or even just sometimes what we call idiopathic, meaning it happened and we have no idea why. Well, you talked about the abrupt, the abrupt change, you know, some, suddenly something happens, but it sounds like probably what you see more commonly would be stuff that just gradually decreases over time. Yeah. So the decrease over time thing generally happens with men as they age. And that tends to be more of a prostate related issue. And that's the slowing down of the stream where you go to the restroom in the airport or you go to the jazz game or you go somewhere and, and you're standing next to somebody and you go, man, that doesn't sound like what I've got over here. Um, and so that can be due to um, age related changes in the prostate because the prostate's like your ears and your nose. It continues to grow until the day that you die. I feel like this is a stupid question. What about kidney stones? Could that result in a reduced stream? It can if it's lodged within the urethra. Um, usually kidney stones that are in the tubes coming down, the ureters from the kidney to the bladder, oh, don't okay. usually uh, slow your flow down. They just cause okay. pain and make you miserable. You'll know if you have a kidney stone, and that's what's blocking things, right? Usually, if okay. you know you're passing a kidney stone and then you have a urinary cha flow change, you could have it stuck in the urethra, but it's less likely to happen okay. because the tube coming from the kidney down to the bladder is very, very small and compared to the urethra, that's very, very large in comparison. It'd be like taking a coffee straw and then a boba straw. Okay. Good reference. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is very topical, aren't you? Uh, so is it really only two things that might cause a weak stream, um, the, the, the narrowing of the urethra the, or um, a prostate issue? No, there are other things too, but those are the most uh, common oh, things okay. that I see in kind of younger and older age groups. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I see commonly across all age groups is something called pelvic floor dysfunction. There's also dietary things that can make uh, urination more difficult, uh, like the big three that I always talk to folks about are caffeine alcohol and spicy foods are three things that can definitely make urination uh, more difficult or problematic. Back to that machine that measures stream pressure. Do I have to stand up when I do that or is that a sit down deal? Either one. So usually you can stand up to do it uh, if you're comfortable that way, but you can also sit down. It's kind of a crude measurement. We put a, uh, it pretty much measures the urine as far as a volume, uh, actually, excuse me, as a weight 
um, of urine as it comes out. And it measures how much weight is being added to this scale over time. And so initially, you're going to be adding less weight, the, the weight of the urine to this uh, flotometer. And as you build up speed and you reach your maximum flow, you're putting that weight in at a at a rate and then it kind of graphs that in a curve. And the normal curve looks like a bell curve that you would have in uh, in school when they uh, would grade you and, and give half the kids Fs that are on that one end and the other kids get A's and everybody else is in the middle. Um, that's what the Euro flow, a normal one would look like. Hey, um, in the chat, uh, click on Mitch Senes. Is this what we're talking about here? Yeah, that, those are two examples of the machines. The very first one? The chat. Yeah. Let me check and see. I had something similar to the first one. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You did you order one of those on Alibaba? I mean, for five hundred, we are five hundred dollars <laughs> away from knowing exactly I know. how everyone's flow well, is it's going. It's less than that if you just get your doctor to prescribe you a Stream DX. I mean, I bet you could, you could probably DIY this. It looks like you could maybe do like hundred percent. You could funnel DIY and just like a funnel in some sort of measuring. Yeah, it, it really is. And then you just got to be right. able to graph it over time and have that. Uh, that amount of stuff come in, but yeah. So those are the normal graphs. So if you looked at, if you look at the uh, that flow curve, um, you'll see kind of what what we see. That normal bell curve uh, is is pretty normal. And then the guy that has multiple different uh, curves, they have kind of an interrupted flow. That start stop start stop that a lot of guys will talk about. Um, oh. that have a slow flow. If you're and looking. Then there's- What's what's up with this dysfunctional voiding curve that it goes like way up and way down? So usually that's due when they say a detrusor overactivity. The detrusor is the muscle that's in the bladder wall. And when that muscle is overactive, it kind of has a spasm and just pushes with a high <laughs> amount of pressure. And that's wow. why you see the, the flow and the pressure go up. Okay. So you, do, so you completely void the bladder in the first few seconds. That's why we're seeing like such a high... Right, a high curve. I'm trying to make sure for listeners who can't see graphs. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I guess as I'm hearing this, though, like let's say, you know, like you said, I I don't know if I have a weak stream. Like maybe you, you know you go to a jazz game or a sporting event or something. You hear other guys, and it sounds like they just opened up a garden hose over there or something. <laughs> but um, but I don't know. But the question is, does it matter? Like, what's you know? Do I need to get? Do I need to? To buy the uh, Euro flow meter and uh, <laughs> and check out my flow, or what's what's the downside of having a, a a weak stream? So, to a certain extent, it's not an issue. Um, it can be, and it is as people age. The big thing you want to make sure of is that you're emptying your bladder. Now, the thing I always tell my patients is the urinary system, the bladder on out, is meant to be a low pressure system. The sphincter that keeps the urine in your bladder and out of your pants opens up, your bladder squeezes, the urine goes out into the toilet, and nobody's the wiser. And that's supposed to be done in a low-pressure setting. As we age, the prostate gets bigger and closes down the opening of the prostatic portion of the urethra, making it a higher-pressure system. Now, that's not a problem until it becomes a problem. I know that's very specific. Um, And so... What I usually tell people is, is there's a certain point where that pressure builds up and the bladder can't keep up with it and you start to have residual amounts of urine where your body is not emptying the bladder completely. 
that can cause a problem, increase your risk for infection. But also as your bladder increases the pressure, it can also push pressure back up the ureters towards the kidneys and long-term can cause kidney damage. And so that's the reason where if you think there's a problem, you should probably have somebody take a peek at it. Would you have other signs also that would maybe suggest that there was an issue there? Yeah. So normally we call these lower urinary tract symptoms. Some doctors will just say LUTs. That's the lazy way to, to say it. But it's it's pretty much a nonspecific group of things like going to the bathroom more frequently, having increased urgency to get to the bathroom. When you have to go, you have to go now. Um, I call it the gotta goes. You can have urinary hesitancy, difficulty getting things started. You can have um, nocturia, which is waking up multiple times at night to go to the restroom. Those are all considered lower urinary tract symptoms. Um, and there's, you know, there's a few others that, uh, kind of are involved there, um, that kind of make the, uh, make the rounds. Um, and so again, those are the things that you may also experience in addition to a slowed urinary flow. People also may also say, I don't feel like I'm emptying. I just feel like after I'm done, like there's more there. You probably already explained this, but I just want to be clear. So first of all, I thought a, a weak stream like was indicative of maybe some health problem. But other than the fact that um, you might not be getting all the urine out and over time that can cause an issue, a weak stream in of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. Not necessarily. I mean, it does depend on how weak this stream is and, you know, what's going on upstream. Some people have intermittent weak stream, like you were saying, like some days it seems like it's weaker than others. Um, usually that's due to caffeine, alcohol, spicy foods, things like mm. that, where people notice like, oh, if I drink four cups of coffee, I tend to go more frequently and have urgency and may not feel like I empty well or whatnot that way. That's actually, so the reason I got tested was I was urinating a lot more frequently, what, last year? And went to the, I was, it was enough that I was worried to go to the doctor. They had me use the Euroflow, test everything out, and then come to find out I was just uh, drinking a pot of coffee a day because of the two jobs I was working. <laughs> and <know>. so <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a whole thing. Yeah, that, you're not uncommon. And so a lot of times when people come in, I usually check for lifestyle things. Mm. You know, guys that go to Buffalo Wild Wings and they have a couple of beers and then they go home and they notice that their urinary system or their urinary function is more frequent, less frequent, those types of things. Um, I tell them, you know, if you know that's happening to you, well, then it's self-inflicted and you know how to change it. Or the guy that drinks a pot of coffee and I say, hey, you just need to drink less caffeine or no caffeine to make your life easier and make your urinary system better. I guess hearing this too, it makes me wonder and kind of hearing Mitch's experience, do you find that people kind of think their stream's too weak and they kind of overreact. And so you see a lot of these these cases where, hey, your stream's fine. Or do you find that a lot of guys just kind of put this off and ignore it and then come in when they have a really weak stream? So I see both ends of that spectrum. I have the guys who immediately, when something seems to go wrong uh, from the waist to the knees, they immediately are in your office. Uh, and the other guys that don't think it's a problem and come in once their bladder is no longer functioning and they have a liter and a half of urine in their bladder and don't know it. So those are the kind of the extremes. But I do see both angles where people are very worried about their current uh, urinary flow and then others that are like, oh, yeah, it's been like this for 15 years and they don't do anything about it. Yeah, see, John, I'm just worried I'm going to be the guy with a liter and a half in my bladder. I'm going to finally Ugh. show up and be like, like something's wrong here. <laughs> but yeah, but again, it's it's just it's again it's hard to tell. Like now that we're talking about all this stuff, I'm thinking, 
yeah, I do get up two or three times a night. And uh, yeah, sometimes I really have to go. So it kind of makes me wonder. I don't know. Maybe I need to get checked out. Well, Troy, I'm not going to age you at all, but I'll just give what I tell people. Over the age of 50 to 55, everybody, both men and women, get up once a night. It's pretty normal. So Mm. once a night is not a huge issue. Uh, When you start getting up two and three times a night, that tends to be a little bit more pathological where you may want to even just get it checked out. I might might need to. I do drink a lot of water. We've talked about that before. So I don't know if that's part of it. Like kind of hearing Mitch's experience sounds like there was a lot of coffee consumption going on and a lot of caffeine. And, you know, I, I just drink a ton of water. So I've always chalked it up to that, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, sounds like maybe I should get checked out. Well, some homework you could do too, is if you cut the liquids off a couple of hours before you go to bed and then you notice that you don't wake up as much. I have plenty of patients who come in and like, yeah, I drink two glasses of water before I go to bed and I wake up two or three times. I said, yeah, go figure. You know? Yeah, I know. That's, that's, how, that's how I felt after we had done all this testing and everything. And he's like, you're drinking how much coffee a day? And I'm like, yeah, but it's about a pot of coffee a day. Of course I'm urinating more. Like, no shot. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You're putting eight cups of a diuretic into your system and then drinking, what? you know, a liter and a half of water. You're going to be going to the bathroom. Yeah, and the same right. thing. I mean, you drink 32 ounces of water before you go to bed. You're going to wake up to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. I feel like this conversation has expanded beyond week stream. We're talking about going often or going in the middle of the night. Are, is it all really related? Yes. I mean, okay. when, it, when it comes down to a lot of that, I mean, a lot of times people come in and once you ask them those more probing questions, you know, do you have increased frequency, urgency, your stream is weak? Do you feel like you're emptying well? Do you have hesitancy? Do you start and stop your flow? Those types of things. Usually it's not just, oh, I thought my flow was weak and that's it. There's usually a yes to multiple of those other questions. Okay. And then how do you avoid being the person that's in your office when anything goes wrong between the, what, the pelvis and the knees you said? (laughs) Yeah. The waist (laughs) and and the knees. Yeah. And being the person that, you know, should have been there two years ago. How, how does a guy that's listening figure that out? Because I think a lot of us guys, we don't go to the doctor because we're like, oh, it's probably nothing or we don't want to be a bother or, you know, it can be a hassle or whatever. So how does a guy figure that out? I think use your best judgment. If you think like it's slowed down enough that you want to get it checked out. But other things you can do is just lifestyle modifications. Like Mitch could have probably cut the coffee down before he went into the urologist and seen if there was a difference. Troy can cut water off before he goes to bed and see if that makes a difference. You can do lifestyle modifications where... You decrease the amount of caffeine you intake, alcohol, spicy foods, see if there's anything dietary related. Then you can also, you know, watch your intake before bed. Um, you know, make sure that you're you're putting yourself in the best position possible to see how your urinary system functions without any of those additives that may make your life worse. And what about, you know, the person who's listening right now, just kind of like me listening to this and just thinking, okay, I wonder if there's an issue. You know, would it be a simple test to just say, okay, I've got to go urinate right now. You go and you urinate, your stream is hitting the back of the bowl without a lot of effort. Are you good? (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty good, I mean, that's the reason that I asked that question because it lets me know how worried I should be about those folks. Um, The other thing is, is go ask those questions to like, if you've got a significant other, that's like my favorite. When the patient comes in with... (laughs) their spouse. And I go, is your stream weak? He's like, nah, it's good. And you just look over their shoulder and their, and you know, their significant other that's with them is just like shaking their head. Like he's totally lying. Is that because they, they're the one that cleans the toilet? Is that what's going on there? Guaranteed. Yeah. (laughs) Or washes the shoes. You're just a poor aim or what? (laughs) 
But you'll see a lot of them like, oh, do you wake up much at night to go to the bathroom? Or like, no, I I maybe wake up once. And their partner looks over at him like, no, he wakes up like four times at night, Hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So they'll keep you honest a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like it sounds like that's something to be watch out for as a guy is just that sometimes maybe we disillusion ourselves a little bit. We need sure. to take an honest look at these yeah. types of things. Absolutely. But just for again, just for again, my own peace of mind, uh, it sounds like if you do go to the bathroom <laughs> and you are hitting the back of the bowl without a lot of effort, you're probably okay. Yes, I would I would say that's a pretty good All right. uh, idea if you're not forcing the urine out and your flow is is coming out pretty robustly, you're okay. Now, if you have any questions, Troy, you just give me a buzz. We'll get you into the office. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I'm a little nervous now because the whole night thing, that's got me, yeah, thinking, oh, maybe I need to get things checked out. And yeah, anyway. But there's but, not uh, other okay sy- about but, things. But there's not other symptoms though, really, are, are there? Uh, sometimes, like I like John said, the whole gotta goes things, like sometimes I'm just like, oh. I gotta go. But again, oh. I, I've always just attributed it to, I, I drink a lot of water. <laughs> Um, so maybe I cut back on the water a little and see what happens. Hey, if you guys want, um, Hey, Dr. Smith, can you write us a prescription for that thing? Do you guys want to have a little competition? (laughs) (laughs) There's no need to make this a competition. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we could figure that out. I, not that we need to make this a competition, but, uh, I think we could probably figure that out. Is this good? I'm, I'm worried this is going to be like the, uh, um, the push-up competition where it's going to be like a recorded thing and, and no. John's going to be like the referee watching and like, okay, <laughs> go for it, Mitch. Let's see what you can score. <laughs> well, I don't have to watch. I have the machine give me a printout. So it makes <laughs> right. it much less awkward. That's good. That's good. And then, you know, that's a little souvenir for all of us. We can each have our own little printout when we're done. So that'll be yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Put that up in the office next to the diploma or whatever. Man. Yeah. Exactly. You can do that no. live on uh, not a podcast. You can make uh, a vlog and, and uh, throw that up. I'm yeah. Sure. Just like, here we go. This is University of Utah Health at its finest. <laughs> any uh, any final thoughts, Dr. Smith? Anything that you feel compelled to say? Anything we should have hit or should have mentioned or a wrap-up that you'd like to give a guy? No, I think if you're worried about your stream and, and you do have any questions or concerns, getting in sooner rather than later is definitely better for you. So if you do have concerns, uh, just you know, pick up the phone, make a phone call. It's a pretty easy visit. It's nothing to be overly concerned about. You can check things out pretty quick and get some good objective answers uh, and give yourself a lot of peace of mind. And is that a urologist you're going to go to or would your primary care physician have this equipment to do this? If your primary care has this equipment, I would be very, very surprised. You'd want to call a specialist like a urologist. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, Dr. Smith, as always, it's great having you on the show. Thanks for being a part of it and thanks for caring about men's health. Hey, pleasure's mine, guys. Thanks for having me. It's always, always great to be with you.